politics and religion and why they should not be discussed by the more civilized people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so there's this like thing that says you should not ever discuss religion or politics out in public. You know, it's not something you have a usual discussion about because it would normally end up in some sort of heated argument or debate. And here in 2021, um, politics seems to be very much everywhere. And religion is an absolute joke. Um, and I, I would I would beg to say that politics is also an absolute joke, but it's really strange. It's really strange. So, you know, to get a better understanding, we probably got to go back like a couple decades, right? Because politics has always been around for as as long as America has been around. If you think about the founding fathers and the creation of America, it really was made by creating a government, right? You know, we decided we don't want to be under a monarchy anymore. Kings and queens deciding what the peasants should do, what the how the people should live. Uh, here in America, it was decided, you know, there was a, 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 a rebellion, so metal. Like they just decided we're going to go up against the monarchy and we're going to overcome this and create our own government it was going to be diplomatic and it was a democracy where the people are allowed to vote and the people have a voice and they can be heard and it was very patriotic and you know like this is who we are and what we're gonna do now and so um that was kind of the start of i guess you can say politics it's hard to say because um, a lot of people would differ and just say, well, that's just normal history. It's not really where politics started and, and et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. But I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to go into basic history of America and where it came from and how it was created. And you're going to have a lot of people in today's day and age when they talk about history, they want to talk more about like the the heated topics like how we came and um, conquered the land and stripped it from Native Americans and the Native Indians, you know, like the people who lived here on on Mother Earth and how we stripped it from them and destroyed their people and genocide and mass, you know, killings and everything. And everybody wants to really get into this when they talk about our history and first off, there is a very ugly side to everyone's history, even as individuals, you know, um, everyone has a dark side to them, even if they're not dark people, like if they don't have a dark, scary past, there's still something about them that they're probably ashamed of. And that's kind of what America is as a whole. There's like a lot of stuff that happened in the past that we're not really excited to talk about. And you have a whole voice and group of people today that are like, we need to talk about these hard things. And and but even more than that, it's more than just let's talk about it and bring it up. And but we need to shame ourselves for it. Like we need to tear down statues and we need to uh, completely reteach history in a whole other way. And it's like a revolution, like a very strong, like 
you know, we're we should hate ourselves. Like America doesn't stand for peace; it stands for genocide, or you know, it's just, it's really crazy. And then racism has entered the chat um, for politics. Like racism has become such a huge thing. And if you know your history, you know, up until like the '60s or '70s, racism was a very real thing. Like there was a difference between blacks and whites and even that like me saying blacks like people will be offended like that's african-american or you know like there's like certain ethnicities and racial cultures and groups and you don't mislabel them and asian you know to go into the asian history like my my mother-in-law is full filipino my wife is half filipino and half caucasian that's another one say caucasian versus white like it's it's become very sensitive and it's pretty crazy that you consider that we come from like a people that were so metal (laughs) they're so like like down with the system get rid of the monarchy and start start the diplomacy and if you really study about george washington and the founding fathers um there is a lot of faith-based decisions and there's a there's a (laughs) I already feel tension rising up as I say that, like the Judeo-Christian origin of Americans, like how how people despise that now. And it's because of religion. Religion goes way further than the, the creation of America. Religion will go all the way back even to Bible days. You know, biblically, uh, religion was around not. And see, this is where it gets hairy. This is where it gets hazy for a lot of people because they will they will they will associate religion with faith and they are not the same thing. Like religion today is not what it was uh, 2000, 3000 years ago, you know. It started off as traditional and culturistic. You know, you do this because it's taught in generations. If you read the beginning of the Bible and you go through it, you read about not religion, but you read you read about traditions that God had put into man. And it was meant to be carried out from generation to generation. This became organized religion down the road, but that's not how it started. It was meant to be a way of thanking God and appreciating God and and acknowledging God because people were creating their own gods, lowercase g, and they were like creating their own way of, of belief and worship system. And God was the true one true God was already kind of like, hey, I've already done this for you guys. Like, you don't have to go create one. Um, it's like, it's, it's counterintuitive. It's a little bit of double work. Like, uh, I literally created you guys and, you know, presented a way of worship for you because that's how you were created. You're going to want to worship something. Um, I made you that way. And if you don't read the Bible, you don't understand any of that. And, and it's frustrating. It's annoying. It's bothersome. And it can even make you despise and even hate religion, um, and and here comes the, the dirty stuff, genocide and how when you read about God killing off entire tribes and um, you read about the great flood where he literally was meaning to decimate all of humanity. It's I mean, you read it, read it for yourself. It's in there. And uh, he had Noah because Noah was 
really the the thinned out last bit of believers him and his family that truly believe the one true god everyone else was already so lost that they can care less about god and god was like okay i need a and hit the reset button and the reset button was the great flood and if you read about after the great flood you read about how god was tormented like he felt horrible for doing that that's where the rainbow comes from the rainbow is actually supposed to be a symbol of peace from god saying i'm not going to do this again so when it rains and we see the rainbow yes i understand the scientific of the prism and the colors but god created that to say listen uh when you see this it's a sign of peace to say i'm not going to flood the earth again and you take that how you want folk tale fairy tale religious culture story um, I first read it in the Bible, not in a in a culture or tradition that was taught to me. Um, and uh, Catholicism is where I first learned it in my CCD classes. But even then, I wasn't paying attention, didn't care. So what's the point of bringing all this up? Well, because everything has shifted so much. Politics and religion are very, very dirty topics now. You don't want to talk about this stuff because everyone's going to fight because everything I just got done saying, everyone will have their own opinion and will adjust to, to say like, well, this is what I truly believe in. And that's what it comes down to. You start to find yourself and really feel like, what do I believe? And you have these preteens and teenagers like from 11 year old to 14 years old. You know, that can't even drive a vehicle or they're not considered adults yet, but they're making these like life changing, life altering decisions about politics and religion because it's being force fed to them to decide when they're children. And um, it's it's pretty hardcore, you know, like it's being told like you need to make a decision. Now, I'm all about making stands and I'm all about, you know, realizing what you believe in. When I look at my little girls, I know that someday they're going to wake up and have to make a decision. What do I believe in? And what they have been fed, like spiritually and and mentally and emotionally, is that God loves them. God uh, created them and will be there for them and that they live in a faith-based family. And yeah, we do have a Christian home. Does that mean I'm like these stereotype Christian parents that are like, you know, beating their children and with with Bible scripture every day? No. Um, first off, I allow the church to teach them. And then when they have questions, I do my job as a parent and try to guide them and tell them what I believe and kind of what our family believes in. And like I tell them, this is what we this is what we decide. Someday they're going to be able to make those decisions themselves. But until then, their children and they're going to just do as they're told because that's what children do. And there's a big part of this that people want to incorporate into children and say, no, no, they it's like it's going to get a little uglier. But it's where people even with gender, people are now bringing in gender for children. It's really hard to say this in a, in a regular serious tone because truthfully, it sounds outrageous. But there are people who who feel like, well, they should decide what gender they are. And that's how lost we have become, where we feel that children should be allowed to make these life altering decisions all the way down to how they want to choose what form of plumbing they're going to use. You know what I mean? Like they they can... (laughs) 
it's just it's just wild like that they can be a little boy and being told go ahead be a little girl if you want and vice versa and it's confusing and that we try to present it like oh it's just free world free vision let them decide what they want to decide no they need to be taught the problem is we have been so burned a lot of us have been so burned growing up and have gone through traumatic events and as children as teenagers we have been tossed to the side and i remember when my parents divorced and i went through that dark area of my life i felt like i was tossed to the side now years later i i I did feel like this can be healed and i can i have to make a responsible decision to forgive them and choose to love my parents even though it was hard what they did um you know it was hard for them as as it was hard for me and you can look at some of those decisions well this was selfish and they didn't care about you yeah i thought all those things but at some point i had to make a decision you know what i'm going to believe that they were just going through a hard time and that doesn't make it okay but i can still forgive them and move on and and just have a good attitude and not have to be so hateful about it and despise them for the rest of my life you know like that's not worth it and people get so burned as children that they make these drastic decisions for the sake of their own kids or even not their own kids they do it in a way that's like there's people who like that despise children they don't want to have kids ever and they're trying to make these crazy decisions in the world for the sake of our future as adults without ever caring about the next generation when realistically every decision we make should be for the next generation whether we have kids or not and it's that's the selfless thing to do but we're very selfish and stubborn so politics and religion today has become that it's become very selfish and stubborn and racism was a very real thing that today is very twisted because we try to say that we're all still very racist yet we can be any nationality, we can be any ethnicity, we can be any uh, race, we can have any type of cultural background and have a voice today. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm, you know, dark skinned or light skinned, or, you know, what if I'm Native American, if I consider myself Islander, or if I it doesn't matter, I can go out to the street and speak my truth. And people will listen to me that that already shows like, man, we're, we've grown out of that a long time ago. Now, is that like that everywhere? No, there is there is some crazy people still racism does does still exist some in some locations. But it's we're not like we were back in the 50s and 60s where we had water fountains literally labeled you know for uh colored people or for whites you know we're not there anymore and that's just america if you think about the world as a whole um it's still way worse in other locations and it's and we treat it like if we are the the worst of the worst it, it really bothers me when you have these uh kids that hate on america and they try to say that we're this horrible nation and blah 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 and it's like where are you getting this from like why why do you hate the the country as a whole yeah politics is a mess governments are a mess you know yeah governors and mayors can't but that's people 
Why are you labeling it America and saying that we as a whole country are horrible people? Like, that's sad. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, it's okay to be an American and stand strong to say, I'm an American and I disagree with governors and mayors and, you know, because I love America. That doesn't mean, you know, you have to completely change what America stands for by your own definition. It's crazy how people do that. And uh, so here, here's... Here's my opinion on all this, you know, not that it matters to a lot of people, but the way I feel about it is, is politics has never meant to run your life. It is never, it was, it wasn't created so that we can worship politics and senators and mayors and governors. That's not why politics was put in place. If you do go back to the founding fathers of America, they did it all out of rebellion of the monarchy and put these little guidelines in place to say, how about we create these amendments that will help us live in a free nation where we can speak freely and we can, you know, worship freely and we can uh, build our governments within our towns and our cities freely and vote. And it was all meant to be this like small system that would help us and in the beginning it worked great and then over time because of population and us getting you know america becoming what it did those little rules all of a sudden were like i don't want to say outdated but they definitely uh got it was like we we outgrew what those amendments stood for and now we try to stick to them so harshly but when we do we're like twisting it to kind of fit our own agenda you know what we want as as individuals and as groups of people and uh, a big one this is where religion comes in is a lot of it had to do with moral code morality versus immorality and how was that gauged it was gauged through the bible and so people brought in religion and said well let's you know worship god and let's the thing is, Christianity has fallen under the envelope with or the umbrella rather of Catholicism. They're not the same thing. Those are called denominations. Those are religious labels and religious labels and denominations create man-made religious sources. Like it's 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 literally against Christian faith. To create your own man-made religious uh, like items, ideologies, and mentalities. It says so in the book of Revelations. So all of this is very confusing if you don't have a firm faith. If you read the Bible with a firm faith and love God and want to grow closer to God and you accept Jesus Christ... As, as a man that came down from heaven as God's son and you accept that he died on the cross and that he did in fact raise from the grave three days later and ascend back into heaven and you are now reading your Bible as guidance for your life, then you will fully understand what it means to say I'm not religious when you go to a church and you go on outreach and talk to people about Jesus. You will understand what that means. If you are not living that way, then you will morph religion and faith as one. And you will assume that every religion out there is the same. 
that Catholicism is no different than Christianity and is no different than being Muslim is no different than being Hindu or, you know, having these other religious labels and, and and they go on forever, Buddhism and everything else. And they're all man-made, you know, uh, Jehovah's witness and, uh, Mormonism, you know, these are all man-made religions that are twisted scriptures of the Bible to create their own source basically it's a bunch of backslidden people people who may learn about faith and say i don't want to live this way anymore i'm tired of it i want to live my own way and not feel guilty for it so let me create my own religion and i feel like politics is kind of the same thing like i you know i I want this to run the way i want it to run so i don't feel guilty anymore i don't want to this moral versus immoral code needs to go out the window um, that's why when gay marriage came legal, it was such a big deal to be like, whoa, this isn't okay. And that's a very hairy topic, man. That is a very, uh, it's one of those things that's like, oh, we can't talk about that because it makes people uncomfortable. You know, I have gay family members and I love them with all of my heart. Like I, I love them the same way I love any family member. I don't treat them different. I look at them like you are my family member, man. You're still someone I love. At the end of the day, if someone asks me the harsh question about heaven and hell and whether or not, you know, gay people are going to make it into heaven, it's one of those things that's like, well, got to read your Bible to know the answer to that one, because it says so very clearly, not just homosexuals. There's a list of people. You know who else is on that list? Tax collectors. (laughs) Like, and if you read the list of people that aren't going to make it, it's like drunkards and prostitutes and like, oh, there's like this huge, they created a list of people, right? And if you hold it true to like very realistic down to like, oh, these, this is the list of 10 people. If you're one of these 10 types of people, you won't make heaven. You're missing the point because the point is not to just point out a group of people. It's to point out sin as a whole. And if you don't, again, if you're not living a faith-based life, you're not going to get it. You're going to look at it as very harsh and misunderstanding and just like, how could, how could God do that? And how could these Christians say that they love people when they're horrible people and blah, blah, blah. I've been on both sides. And I I remember what it was like as a, as a full-blown, just straight sinner that can care less about the church And I remember having a guilt in my mind that says, I know I could do better. I know that I could be a better person. There's certain things that I do that are telling me I shouldn't, that this is wrong. I know right from wrong. And most of us do. There's a moral code that has been put in us. It's called our conscience. I didn't say that right. But our conscience is that, that moral compass. It's meant to tell us what's right and what's wrong and as a kid when we're so innocent and naive that moral compass we don't know how to read it you know we have a natural right and wrong in us but there's also like a natural lust for sin that's in us and we need to rely on the generation before us to guide us and tell us what is right and wrong And when the generation in front of us is so misguided themselves and destroyed and tampered with, it makes it hard to teach kids right versus wrong when we don't even know the answer ourselves.
And when we've twisted this so much, where we live in a day and age where, you know, gay marriage is, is legal. And then you have other other items like, I can't even think of everything now, but, well, I mean, strip clubs or alcoholism, you know, and drinking. And, you know, you think to yourself, well, where in the Bible does it say that, you know, um, cocaine is is not is going to send you to hell, you know, like stuff like that's not in there. But again, you're missing it. Sin as a whole. And so what it comes down to is understanding the moral code, understanding right from wrong, listening to your conscience for once and identifying what is moral and what is immoral. When you start to understand those things, you then start to understand politics is not meant to be worshipped. Religion is not meant to take place of your worship. Worship is something we all yearn for. If you're not worshipping God, you're worshipping something. You're worshipping your bank account or your job or your family or your kids or you're, you're, there's something in you that, that is yearning to be a part of something around you. And that's not just because of society or culture. It's because it's built and designed inside of you to love and to worship something. And when you gain a faith, you learn this is what it is. It's a God-sized hole that can only be filled by one true God that we try to fill with so many other things, so much nonsense. So when people talk about politics and religion, I personally am not really phased because I don't consider myself religious. And even though my values and my ideologies is, is going to, you know, by default, push me towards being a right wing conservative style Republican, I can't stand some Republicans. There's a lot of right winged people that I, I, I don't want to listen to at all because they worship politics. They worship Republican right wing non and that's not that's not right. That's not right. That's not okay. We're meant to only worship God. And when we worship God and we put our faith in line in front of us, everything else starts to become clear. Without that, we we look like that crazy guy, the meme of that guy with the beard and he's like drawing strings of you know to papers and newspapers and lines and we're like I see the connection here and over here this and then the liberals this and you know and then the Trump over here and the Jack and Christianity they're all genocidal and blah and you just you create all these crazy theories and talk about being woke and it's just a mess. It's all over the place. And I don't put politics first. I don't put religion first. I don't even put them second or third. In fact, I don't want them on my list of priorities at all. I have to pay attention to politics because I'm an adult and I do care about the future generation. And a few of the people that are involved are absolute idiots. It's just the truth. There's a lot of politics uh, politicians out there that are making decisions that are like, you're not even doing this for yourself or rather you're not doing this for the generation you're doing this as self-benefit for your own personal gain as a success rate you know like you just want uh publicity and success rate in your life based in your success rate is based off of human um interaction like based off of a societal figure like it's it's garbage man it, it doesn't help anybody it's garbage 
like there's no care for the future generations at all. We're making these decisions that are just like, this is about me first, not about the people after me. And, uh, oh, man, it's it's giving me a headache thinking about it. And then religion. Oh, my gosh, man, I can't stand religious people like so religious people are the true hypocrites of the church, the true ones. And by true ones, I'm saying like uh, priests that go out and smoke, you know, marijuana and like drink beer and stuff. And then they go across the pulpit and be like, this is how you need to live your life. Like they're absolutely hypocritical. Now, I I, I understand that no one's perfect. We make mistakes and you're going to have people in the church that will be people, you know, they'll still have attitudes and they might like those kinds of people. I'm not saying they get a free pass, but I am saying I get it like that happens sometimes where you're trying to live clean and then you make a mistake. And it's one of those things. That's why repentance is meant to be daily. It's meant to be every morning. We were, we're supposed to wake up calling out to God and saying, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I'm trying to do right. Help me out. Help me to live a right life. Help me to have that moral code. Help me to know what's right from wrong. Give me the answers. Guide my steps. Lead my life. Help me to make the right decisions because on my own, I'm going to make some pretty bad decisions. And when I do make those mistakes, help me to get out of it because I can't bail myself out. Like those are the kinds of things we should be looking forward to. But instead, instead, we we tend to just try to do things on our own. And that's what always messes it up. It's a repeat of history, man. We're always messing it up constantly because we're all, we, we don't help each other out. We try to just do it on our own and we don't ask for help. And all of this is is what's happening. This is all a huge nutshell of what 2021 is like. It's just everybody wants to voice their opinion. They want to voice their own truth. That has become a new phrase. Like, well, that's your truth. This is my truth. What does that even mean? Like, that's the whole point of, like, right and wrong. Like, no, that's just your right and this is my right and no one's wrong here. It's okay. It's all accepting and we can all just be one for one another and... People want to get really deep into science versus religion and, and uh, you know, the uh, chromosome this and like they want to prove that it's OK to live in sin. That's what it comes down to. We all just want a way to live happily in our sin without guilt, without shame, without calling it sin by saying that it's no, no, no. It's accepting, you know, of nature and we're OK to just be like this. This is why we can't talk about politics and religion in public, because not everyone agrees. We all disagree uh, in such an ugly way so much where people will choose to like, I can't even talk to you anymore. That's when you know it's bad. When you can't talk to someone about political beliefs or religious perspective or spiritual and faith based decisions without feeling hatred and feeling like I can't even listen or talk to you anymore. That's when you know the heart is corrupt. Because it shouldn't be like that. We should be able to voice our opinions and be civilized people and look each other in the eye and say, you, you follow this, I follow that, I love you anyway. I'm going to move forward because we all have a free will. And I love my family. And I want everyone to go to heaven. But the truth is, we have a decision and a responsibility to make. And if we choose the wrong path, because that is a possibility, at the end of the day, it's only heaven and hell. It's not purgatory. It's not, you know, 
some party that you created in your mind that you figure it's not complete darkness you know it's it's eternal torment by a devil that doesn't care about you or eternal peace by a god that created you and loves you and the decision you make while living in life will get will will create you know that after effect which one you're gonna end up at and it sounds like fairy tale it sounds like nonsense it sounds like absolute garbage it's true i'm just being honest if you don't have a faith-based life all of this sounds like nonsense but at the end of the day a decision needs to be made and a lot of people unfortunately can care less and will say I'm just going to live my life how I want because I don't care. And that's why you see people hit rock bottom, come to Jesus, because they realize something. None of this matters. All that matters is my love for a God that loved me. And it's unfortunately sometimes takes hitting rock bottom for that to happen. I don't consider myself real political. Some people may think that because I don't have a problem talking about politics in front of people. I don't consider myself religious at all. In fact, like I said earlier, I I despise it. I I don't like religious people, religious nuts, bigots that exists. And I don't I don't associate myself with that group. But I can see how people will assume I'm a part of that group because I label myself a Christian, not as a denomination, but as a lifestyle, this is who I am all day in and out. Am I going to make mistakes? Yes. Does that mean I'm not a Christian anymore? No. It means I'm a, I'm a human being that's trying to live for Christ. That's what that means. And it happens. We make mistakes, but don't stay there. Move on. Get up. Keep moving forward. Don't get stuck in this political, religious rant and debate. It's garbage. And don't get stuck following a group of people just because you're naive and you don't know better. Do your own research. And and when I say that, I mean, don't just read one source of news and be like, ha, I knew it. I read that one article and now I know everything. <laughs> like, no, man. No, get in there. Get in there. Start reading the Bible. Don't be afraid to pick up a Quran even. I know, I know, that's blasphemous. How could I tell people? No, no, you know, I've studied other books, religious books. I've seen parts of the Book of Mormonism and what Je- Jehovah's Witness will grab from the Bible. And I, I study this stuff because I want to know why are they giving into this? Why are they allowing themselves to believe that all this stuff is okay? When it says so clearly that we shouldn't be adding or taking away from the book. Like, why do we do this anyway? And it's, it's obvious when you have a faith-based lifestyle, it's because we want to accept our sin without feeling guilty or shameful. We don't want to believe that hell is real. We don't want to believe that there's consequence. We don't want to believe that there's, you know, there is such a thing as repercussion for our bad decisions. We want to just act like everything's by design and that we can live however the heck we want without ever dealing with consequence. That's not true. That's not reality. Reality is consequences out there and we have to make a decision. So you have to make a stand. What side are you on? And are you going to believe that decision for the rest of your life or is this just a phase? This is just one of those weird, you know, goth phases where you just wear black makeup for 
a month and tell everybody you're a vampire and then next week you're a cheerleader like which one is it what are you gonna do you know and I pray for my children. I would love for them to walk down this path that I'm on, like trying to live for God, even though I could be a big screw up on my own, but living for Jesus and making, doing the best I can to excel, to be in a good example for them. Uh, but they're going to have to make that decision themselves someday. And I can only hope that they're going to choose what I've chosen, but it's not my life. It's their life. It's the same goes for anybody else that's listening. It's, it's your own decision. And you have to make one. You know, you can't allow yourself to be stuck in this loophole of never knowing which direction to go in.